right, uh, this is the uh, the official first episode of the uh, what is currently called the Gateway Times. Right. Uh, so um, my name is Joe. My name is Ed, and we should say we technically recorded an earlier episode, although we probably will not be releasing that one because the audio was so bad. <laughs> yep, the audio was terrible, but hopefully I think we got it all figured out. So this is the official inaugural episode. <laughs> yeah. So um, why don't we say something a little bit about what this podcast is about, right? What's, uh, what's the point of the podcast, right? Why is it called the Gateway Times? So uh, this podcast is, is focused on news from the Gateway Cities, which is a, the, the, in the southeastern uh, portion of Los Angeles. Um, so there's a group of cities called Gateway Cities. Uh, I don't know why they're called Gateway. Gateway, I think, because so it's kind of like the gateway between L.A. County and Orange County, right? I think so, like the L.A. County and Orange County are separated somewhat. I, I mean, yeah, where I Seal Beach right. is at? I think that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But like, there's yeah. no divider between Seal Beach and like uh, Long Beach, right? Mm, no, but I guess yeah, it is sort of like right. You know, but you like, have to go through the Gateway City exactly. to get to Orange County. Exactly. So you have to go through Long Beach, which is a part of the Gateway Cities, to get to L.A. L.A. City. But, you know, Long Beach is part of Orange County, uh, L.A. County, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but, yeah, so that's uh, that's what this podcast is about. It's focused on news from the gateway cities. So just to uh, give you a quick rundown on those cities, uh, it's Artesia, Bell, Bell Gardens, Bellflower, Cerritos, Commerce, Compton, Cudahy, Downey, Hawaiian Gardens, Huntington Park, La Habra Heights, La Mirada, Lakewood, Long Beach, Linwood, Maywood, Montebello, Norwalk, Paramount, Pico Rivera, Santa Fe Springs, uh, Signal Hill, Southgate, Vernon, and Whittier. So if you live in any of those cities, uh, this podcast may be of interest to you. Definitely, definitely. And we should say also that we, we have like a, a good amount of connections to the Gateway Cities, right? We went to um, elementary school, K-8, through at a St. Mark's school in Downey. Um, we went to high school in like the Rosemead, San Gabriel area, right? And I, I don't think Rosemead and San Gabriel, according to this list, are considered gateway cities, but Montebello yeah, is, Montebello's which like is like right, right, right next door. Yeah, yeah. Um, I taught high school physics for two years at a, a school in Southgate, so that's, that's part of the gateway cities. We have family in the Florence Firestone area, um... And our, our, our parents own a store in Huntington Park. Right. And it used to be in Bell Gardens. Right. Uh, so we have uh, like a lot of connections to the Gateway Cities. Right? Yeah. We, yeah, we have a lot amount. of history here. Yeah. And like, we're just trying to sort of, uh, uh, I guess, condense all the news from, from this area and put it all in one spot for the people of the Gateway Cities to, to listen to. Right. And also to help us learn more about our own communities, right? Right. Because right. in the process of reporting on this news, we're learning um, about a lot of names and faces in a lot of the gateway cities. So that's helpful for, to us as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, uh, the, the whole idea behind the gateway, uh, the gateway Times as of now. That's the current, it's the current name. I don't know if it's going to change. If we can think yeah. Of we're running, uh, thinking about some other potential names as well. Uh, let us know if you have any better names. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think right. So for right now it works. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, I guess let's let's uh, go ahead and jump into some of these stories. So where do we want to start? Let's see. We want to start. 
What about uh, how about the mother, son, and daughter indicted in legend Ooh, juggling? This is a good one. Yeah, I, like um, one. I think I like a lot of people in the LA area have been hearing about this story. So this comes out of the Whittier Daily News. Uh, the title is "Mother, Son, and Daughter Indicted in Alleged Drug Ring in Downey." Um, wow, right? <laughs> uh, Downey, we should say, is like there's rumors that. There are uh, narcos like uh, yes in like North Downey, right? In, like, Very the, much so in the northern tip of Downey. I think that's what the rumors say, right? Yeah, and if you go there, there are some really nice uh, like mansions out there, and that's that's where a lot of the rumors I think come from. Yeah, is like you know they, the narcos live like, in the where do they get all that money? Right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So so this is an interesting story. So according to this article, uh, we have a mother, son, and daughter who are among six people charged with taking part in a family-run narcotics ring that trafficked in cocaine and fentanyl. Right. Um. And so apparently, this whole drug ring was led by the mother. Uh. Her name is Maria Trinidad Gutierrez Mendoza, aka Tia. She's 54 from Downey. Um. And so. The way that the the article describes this, it seems like the mother and the daughter and the son. Um, so the daughter's name is uh, Karina Ceja uh, Gutierrez, and then the son, his nickname, is, his name is Jose Ceja Gutierrez, and his nickname is Fail. I just want, I just want to point that out because I laughed <laughs> at that one. Um, I don't know why the nickname is <laughs> Fail. Um, so the mother, the daughter, and the son were all involved in this drug ring um, selling cocaine and fentanyl. Um, and so far, uh, so they've also uh, arrested a few other people. So they arrested somebody who was the supplier of the drugs. And they also arrested, um, I believe, the girlfriend of the son, as well as uh, one of their customers, apparently. Um, and currently, they have the mother, no, sorry, not the mother. They have the, the daughter and the son in prison, as well as... Uh, uh, Cruz, Cruz is the oh the supplier. So they have the supplier, the son, and the daughter in prison. Um, apparently, the son is was already in prison on unrelated charges, and the mother is still on the run. So apparently, they don't have, they have not caught really? the mom. What? Yeah, they have not caught the mom. Wow. They also have not caught. Um, So they, they have not found the mom, they have not found the customer, and they have not found the, the girlfriend of the son. Wait, what uh, What customer? Which, uh... So, so the, the, the way the article describes it, it says Bridget Coates, a.k.a. Cheryl, um, Janet, and Yane. Janet? Yane? Of Londale. Um, so, oh no, uh, yeah, so she, it says... Yeah, so Coates is a customer of the organization. That's all it says. Okay, it doesn't give it going too much more. No, I don't know why, like, because apparently they're they're involving the customer in this ring, but if this is the customer, would they normally be charged with it? That's interesting. So the mom has not been caught, right? Yeah. So so she's she's fleed. She's still on the run. Um, And apparently uh, they have all, they have charged all six defendants with uh, conspiracy to distribute and to possess with intent to distribute controlled substances so this charge apparently carries a mandatory minimum of 10 years and, and a maximum of life 
that's so the article doesn't go into any detail on like on like uh like how how, how were they selling it it was like a store or it was i think uh, it was out of their store um i looked up other articles though and no one else really describes it someone i someone told me that apparently it's coming out of their store but this article and the other ones i looked at didn't really go into those details hmm. yeah okay that's that's interesting yeah so like right off the bat you can see a bunch of gateway cities here right the, the, you, you can see the connections here right we have Southgate, we have huntington park Londale, i don't know if that's uh gateway city i didn't see that on the list on the list yeah but uh you know this is, this is there's a lot of uh uh you know uh connections here right this is, this is very much like a local operation definitely definitely um and yeah, it's not. It didn't. The article doesn't indicate if this was related to the narcos at all. Right? Yeah, like said, like, yeah, like yeah. The narcos yeah. in the north of Downey. We don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's could, a rumor. You know, she probably had one of those mansions in in uh, uh, North Downey, north right? Downey. She, you yeah. know, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll have to wait for more details on on this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I think that's it for that. Let's see if we have any more. Uh, let's see what's next. Um, okay, yeah, I'll take this um, uh, retired Lakewood postal worker one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that one, one sounds interesting. Let's, let's talk about uh, it. Let me see. Okay, so this one, it's coming out of uh, Lakewood. Uh, so the title is Retired Lakewood Postal Worker Sentenced to More Than Eight Years and Ordered to Pay Over $11 million in Restitution to USPS. <laughs> That's a lot of money. It's <laughs> a lot of money. Well, what the hell right? did he do, right? What's going on here, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see here. Uh, so he's a former employee of the USPS in Paramount was sentenced, uh, on July 1st to more than eight years in federal prison for accepting bribes from business customers in exchange for falsely approving unpaid or underpaid bulk mail shipments, causing about 11.74 million in total losses to his employer, the USPS. So that's a lot of money, right? And like when yeah. I think of when I ship stuff on USPS, like usually... Um, like the letters are like super cheap, like small packages. They're yeah. chipping. I don't know. It's like four or five bucks, maybe six bucks, ten bucks, depending on how heavy it is. Yeah. But to to, you know, apparently have eleven point seventy four million. How how long was this going on? Yeah. And how much how much was yeah. he shipping? So, right? so so here's what was going on is that he partnered with a a, a shipping uh, company. Well, he didn't partner. He 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 received bribes from a shipping company. So it wasn't like. Oh, like, you know, his lo lo local neighborhood, you know, uncle was giving him bribes to send his little you know, right. package or whatever to his niece in Florida. This was like, he partnered with a whole company. The, the company is called, um, yeah, Premier Mailing, which is a Paramount-based company. Mm, Paramount. Paid him for falsely listing certain mailings as a prepaid, resulting in no postage being paid for them. Um, huh. So he was in cahoots with that Premier Mailing, yeah. uh, which is... Um, it's i believe it's just a uh like a mailing company i don't know what what they mail yeah i was the, gonna uh, say i wish the article talked more about what exactly premier mailing is or yeah what they do right yeah let me see if i can pull that up real quick see. and see yeah, pull that up jamie <laughs> <laughs> like you have to do that in a podcast yeah <laughs> uh, uh let's see here's a premier mail and fulfillment it's a full service print uh so while that's loading uh, he worked with that one and supposedly another one. Um, it's Premier Mailing and... Um, this is a separate scheme. Yeah. yeah. 
just says to allow another business mailer to underreport information. Does it say which one? No, it, it, it doesn't say. Yeah. Um, what's crazy here is that he agreed to forfeit seven hundred thousand dollars in cash seized from his residence. Cash, cash seized from his residence during a November twenty eighteen search warrant. So this has been ongoing. Like how big is seven hundred thousand dollars in cash? Right? Yeah, is that's it like, like a, a like a pyramid? That's right? like a closet. I'm picturing like Escobar with like you know when he burns the like his his like I don't know how many millions of dollars he had in that one time. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so here's the website for Premier Mail Fulfillment. Um, is this the correct spot here? Is it in Paramount? Let me zoom out here and make sure. Ah, uh, that doesn't look no, like LA. Well, that's Cincinnati. That's Cincinnati. That's Cincinnati. <laughs> take that back. Take that back. No, I don't know. I don't have the website. Hmm. Yeah, do not have the website, but yeah. So he was just uh, he he uh, he worked with that company and he just took eleven point seven million apparently from the USPS. Uh, said seven hundred thousand right. dollars in cash. Right, and if they seize that much, then presumably there's more. Right, right. he already spent some of it, or I don't know what. Didn't they say? I think it, it mentioned he bought houses or something. Yeah, he had a home. Uh, Why in Eureka? Various bank accounts maintained, and a Eureka, California residence that he purchased with the scheme's proceeds. Wow, um, wow. So I mean, he was he, he was living large, um, Lakewood man. You gotta you gotta yeah. watch out for your postal workers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Paramount shady uh, businesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It is what it is. Interesting. All right, that's that's cool. I mean, we got we got a lot of money flowing around apparently. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Which one are we gonna do next? Um, how about we do? Uh, let's do Uptown Whittier. Yeah. I like I like that Whittier. one. This is yeah, a good. This is a, a nice good one. one. Well, nice good, one. but it's also a little bit of bad now. <clears throat> yeah. So the title of this one is uh, Whittier Daily uh, from the Whittier Daily News. The title is. Uptown Whittier's Greenleaf Avenue Promenade is a work in progress. Um, so what, yeah. what this article, and it's really short, not much to say about it, but um, basically Uptown Whittier, they took three blocks of their downtown, right, Greenleaf, and they totally closed it off to car traffic, right? Yeah. It's only yeah. for pedestrians. Um, and so we actually went and visited uh, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, Two days ago. Two days yeah, ago, two days right? Ago. Two days ago, I think on Wednesday, we actually went and visited because we saw this article and we we're like, we got yeah. to go check this out. Um, so yeah, it's totally closed off to cars um, in the middle of the street. People are just walking, biking, skating, doing whatever they do. Um, the actual intersections, there is still cars that are allowed to run perpendicular to the pedestrians, but you just cross the street with the when the light turns green. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, when you're out there, you see a lot of businesses setting up outdoor dining yeah. right because uh i think was it uh the whole state of the city of la uh that like banned indoor dining was it the state of the- yeah uh, i think it was the the state i think well, i don't remember actually was the state yeah the state? That, that's something we gotta look up but uh point is indoor dining is not allowed in la anymore at least for yeah. three three weeks yeah and so this is a great opportunity for restaurants in on uh, greenleaf avenue to kind of allow some space outdoors for their patrons, right? Which, yeah. is, which is nice. Yeah. Right? And so when we were there, uh, we saw maybe like five or six restaurants. With, uh, between like four and six. Uh, yeah, like four um, and six. Yeah. Restaurants actually taking advantage of this and setting up outside. And we saw more restaurants starting to set up outside. Right. Um, so, I mean, when we were there, it, it, there wasn't too much action going on. But I think that as more uh, places uh, set up outside i think that we'll, we'll hopefully we'll start to see some more 
some more like foot traffic. Business is taking advantage of it. Yeah. yeah. And this article actually talks about, so first of all, the art restaurants that did open up, they're talking about, for example, Steve's Barbecue and Turnbull's Tavern. Those are two of the restaurants that opened up. Apparently, they were slammed as in they were in, at full capacity, which is like a really good success, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, I think there's a small list here. I don't remember if it's on here. Yeah, there's nine more restaurants slated to open for the 4th of July weekend. Uh, Bamboo's, Commoner, Modern Shaman, Rocky Cola Cafe, Rusty Monk, Sage, Spin Lounge, and Supermax. So yeah. you, you got like a list of people lining up to... to open up outside which yeah. is which is nice that's good and you know we were saying like we hope that they continue to I mean, maybe on like a you know like uh, on the weekends you know even after the pandemic you know sort of uh uh keep the streets open to uh to people and maybe like close it to cars maybe like you know uh, on the weekends or something right uh hopefully we, we can keep that going on i don't know yeah, it'd be really dope to see other cities in uh, other gateway cities start to do that, right? Yep. Like I can imagine in Huntington Park, uh, Pacific Avenue opening up to yeah, pedestrians only. Yeah, yeah. At least for maybe, like, like you said, on the weekends or yeah. something like that, right? It'd be or, really or cool. Or like in Downey, uh, Downey Avenue. Right, you know? right. Downey, Downey Avenue, exactly. I think there already is a farmer's market. I don't know if they do that or not. Uh, yeah, I think on Saturdays they have farmer's market. And on those days they close down a small portion okay. yeah, of Downey Avenue. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I love this. It's awesome. We do have to say some slightly bad oh, news yeah, about this. And yeah. this, this, this is from small yesterday. Uh, so apparently uh, <laughs> one of the blocks that was open, it used to be three. They've already closed down one of them for pedestrians. Yeah. So now there's only two yeah. blocks open. Yeah, um, and it, apparently it has a Whittier uh, restaurant tour hopping mad, according to the Whittier. That is Whittier a quote, hopping mad, and so am I, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. Keep it open. Keep it the frick open. But it's like, you know, you can kind of understand her position in that, you know, they, they were telling her, oh, you're going to be able to set up outside, so you start investing in tables and, like, certain, like, whatever the infrastructure you need to set up outside and then all of a sudden they say well no actually no, you can't do that yeah that's messed up i mean <laughs> like presumably yeah they invested some some money into this now apparently the city will allow like select businesses to sort of do that yeah and like they, i think they show here in the article uh they said they they let uh the parking mm. you know they let her set up on the parking mm. area but the street's still open yeah, and um, it said why they did this, right? Was it, it was because yeah. I think some some businesses were complaining about the lack of parking, which I, I don't know if that's like a big issue because the, didn't the, the the city manager or the mayor, didn't they leave like a parking garage yeah, for that? Yeah, yeah. So it's, there's, there's, there's there should be ample garage. parking. I don't, know, I don't know what the issue is. Yeah, I think the article ended up saying something along that, that line that, uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, I feel like they judged this results like, too fast. Yeah, it's like so it's, so far, few businesses have taken advantage, especially in the block between Hadley and Bailey. This is uh, coming from uh, Saiki, um, who is the, this the, the city manager. City manager. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, I don't know. I mean, as far as I'm aware, this has only been in place for a few days. Yeah. Right. No, it has. And so, so it's already time to test pull it the out. plug. Like that's not enough time to test it out, right? No, no, it's not. So hopefully they preserve at least the other two and don't start closing the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'll be unfortunate. We gotta, we gotta have more pedestrians taking over the streets. I like this. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, what's next? 
you know what? Let's let's get into the crazy one. One of the crazy ones. Okay, yeah, let's get let's into, get into the, the, yeah. the. So this is coming out of uh, Los Cerritos News, um, and I think it's out of the Hughes Media Group specifically. Um, so apparently, at the Lakewood Mall, the title of this article says over two hundred juveniles rampaging through Lakewood Mall. Wow. So wow. rampaging might be a little too strong of a word. <laughs> Because when I think of Rampage, I think of that Rampage video game from like the 90s or like yeah, early 2000s, yeah, right? Like smashing yeah. buildings. It wasn't like that, but it was pretty wild. I should also say this is weird because we don't know a lot of details. But um, apparently, um, and the article, all the article says is uh, 200 juveniles rampaged through Liquid Mall before being pushed out into the parking lot. Um, according to the watch commander, the juveniles pushed through the parking lot and were traveling down the major streets, shutting down traffic. Wow. What? And so, really? and then the last thing it says here is, according to a social media post, a fight broke out and then the kids tried to loot stores, right? What? So, from what I understand what happened, I think, I think, it, um, and this is hundreds of kids, hundreds of juveniles. Well, why were they all together? Why, yeah, why were they congregated? What was going on here? I think the reason why they're congregated, and this is from my experience as a high school teacher, right, is... <laughs> Like, if kids post on social media, there's, there's going to be, like, a fight somewhere or something like that. Mm. People congregate. Like, it's kind of a big deal. And I don't know if they all congregated for the fight or they congregated for some other reason, but then, like, a fight broke out or what. But I think social media brought hundreds of kids together. It's not obvious why. Not obvious. Like, I should say no. the details on this are tiny. Like, we do yeah. not know a lot, but we do have a video. So let's actually oh, okay. uh, jump to the video here. This is on Fox 11 uh, News. They have a short video. Let's go and play this. Uh, I think there's a... Is there audio? Uh, oh, there it yeah. is. All right. What? Look at this, right? Isn't this wild? Can you imagine being in the mall at that moment when hundreds of teenagers? No, I would not want to be there. It's loading now, but that's that's, that's uh, about it, right? That's, that's, that's about crazy. It. Yeah, that's, uh, just just seeing seeing the kids. Um, yeah, why, why were they there? Right? Yeah. Why were there two hundred <laughs> kids? Anyone know about this? I love how like none of these articles even pretends to know why this happened. Yeah, like it was just like it's just a mysterious. Like it's like a UFO came. This like right. we have no explanation for this. We just right. we have proof it happened. We don't know why <laughs> they just happened to be in the same place at the same time. Two hundred kids. Yeah, my theory 
there was going to be a massive fight. A fight was going to break out between two people or something. Kids put posted on social media. A bunch of local kids from Lakewood or whatever get interested. And they all come over and drive and totally ignoring you know, social distancing and masks yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And I don't know. Before you know, you got a mob growing. And I don't know how hundreds. Yeah, that's, hundreds. That's such that's a, a huge lot, number. That's a lot of people, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, if any, if anyone listening out there in Lakewood and has any more details, please, uh, we'd love to know. We would love to know what were the kids doing here. Write into us, please. We would love to know what what you were doing at Lakewood Mall <laughs> on that day. That's that's interesting. Um, okay. Uh, so. What do we have left here? Um, okay. Okay. Uh, let's do Blanca Pacheco. Yeah, yeah. Let's, okay. let's do Blanca. So on our unposted vi- uh, video from the our yeah. first quote-unquote inaugural episode, we talked about how Downey has a is is a, they're doing a uh, election uh, for. Let me actually figure this out. Is it that's not for mayor, right? No, it's, it's, it's for, for the city council. For the city council. Now yeah. the mayor is running for city council. Um, well, you know what's really weird though. Okay, this article says the final year of Mayor Blanca yeah. Pacheco's first term on city council. Yeah. So as she's mayor and city council at the same time. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, like as like regular people, like we don't really understand we don't get that yeah right, we, i, I kind of thought a mayor was a full-time job yeah or something <laughs> yeah so apparently the mayor also can run for city council yeah 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 and this is her first term and in the article it talks about how she um like she just became mayor right like very recently it says um i think uh oh no so so, so it says uh, Pacheco was originally elected in 2016, serving as mayor pro tem under then mayor Rick Rodriguez last year. It says she was sworn in as mayor last December. So she was sworn in last December. Last December. Yeah. So like, as in like, like a December months, 2019. A months ago? Like six months ago? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I understand. So she was mayor pro tem. She was elected mayor pro tem in 2016, but then now she's actually mayor. Oh, okay. Right. But still on the city council. Yeah. Okay. But so I think maybe she started on city council. Anyways, it's, it's kind of complicated. But yeah. <laughs> point is, uh, there is going to be a, a race here between uh, Blanca Pacheco and a uh, young progressive up-and-comer uh, named Alex... Pacheco. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Alex Contreras. Alex Contreras. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So those are the two people running for city council right now. And again, Blanca Pacheco is kind of more of the establishment person. She's been there for a while. She just got sworn in as mayor in December, but she's been on the city council, I don't know, for a while. Um, And so what this article describes is that Pacheco, despite serving as mayor during this pandemic time, she's enjoyed her time as mayor. She wants to be as engaged as possible with the community, right? And... Um, she's kind of she's touting her accomplishments, um, saying that uh, the Measure S projects, which she kind of inherited, um, are due to complete by the end of the year. Um, some projects like Golden Park, Furman Park, the library has been closed for like a year now. Yeah, yeah. So she's happy about all of this and she's trying to tout her accomplishments. Um, she also takes pride in the city budget. Apparently it's balanced. It's actually pretty impressive, actually, right? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Um yeah, she said that uh, we have balanced our budget without having to dip into our reserves. That's a huge accomplishment, especially given what we are dealing uh, that we are dealing with the pandemic and a loss of revenue from sales tax. That's true. Um, 
Now, not everyone is happy with uh, with what she's been doing, right? Yeah, um, apparently not. Uh, yeah, there's some somewhat fierce opposition by uh, a yeah group. by a group of people. So the article goes on to say that uh, council members have been the target of scrutiny by a group of regular protesters who claim that the council is corrupt and act to serve uh, ulterior motives. This group often demonstrates at council meetings, even going as far as the council members' houses on topics ranging from rent to the central water basin. Hmm. Um, yeah, so not everyone's happy with what she's been doing and what the uh, city council's been doing. Which So I think that's where Alex Contreras, right, so that she's the, the, the uh, challenger for that city council spot, right? Mm-hmm. That's what she's going to try and nail her on, on, I guess, the stuff that she, you know, the, the apparent corruption right. that's been going on. Right, right. And we should say uh, uh, on the last article on this race, uh, it described uh, Contreras' positions. She's more for like kind of more uh, younger, more progressive, more. Um, she's. I think she wants more like, bike lanes. Bike, like, like, but she's very big on like bikeability. She also wants a lot of like, rental assistance programs. And, yeah. Was yeah. it rent control or is it rental assistance? I kind of forget, but. Uh. It, it was rent related. I think yeah. she, it was. Um, yeah, it was rent related. I don't remember exactly if she was for rent control, but it was. Yeah, it had to do with with, with uh, you know uh, rent. Yeah. Um, so that that's a downy race. Um, so apparently, she has endorsement of her council colleagues, the, enta- the entire downy school board, and supervisor Janice Han. Um, so yeah, two different candidates, right? Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as our experience living in Downey so far, I think it's been pretty great. And the Measure S, I actually like the Measure S yeah. projects. Although I do think the library one is probably unnecessary. Probably <laughs> unnecessary, but we'll see how it turns out. Like maybe we'll go in there and we'll be blown away by how great the library's improved yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the library was fine to me. Was, I, didn't, was, I, didn't, I didn't have any problems with it. It was a great library. It was one of the best. One of the best. And they still felt the need to do like a major, major, like it's been over a year now. Yeah. Overhaul. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that blows us, that blows us away, but. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so you're kind of going with Blanco or are you going with uh, Alex? That's that's the choice we got, Downey. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what, uh, yeah, kind of like, uh, like you said, I feel like. You know, the past couple of years, Downey's been doing pretty good. So it makes me go against, you know, like, okay, like, why change it up, you know? Right. I mean, right. I'm still open to what Alex has to say. Yeah, I, right? love, I love the, like, walkability, bikeability, yeah. community aspect. Like, that's awesome. Right, yeah. right. But it's just like, well, if it's, if it's already working, well, I don't know. But then again, there are people talking about corruption, so maybe, yeah, that's important. We should look into that and yeah, see if there is, is there corruption, right? I, I will tell you one thing, though. If I, if I, one of them said, we're going to close down Downey for three months like Whittier did uh, for the Downey Avenue for, uh, uh, oh, to op- businesses, yeah. I would vote for them. Because, right, right. <laughs> open know, up the streets, right? Open, open up the, the streets, streets for the businesses the to streets. be able to put, put out their, their I, uh, I stuff I love that there. idea. I would, I would love that. Circling back to Whittier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so I think that's that's it for that that one. Uh, it's it's going to be a good race. Um, okay, I think we have one more article left in the bank here. Yep. Uh, and that is... Uh, let me pull it up. Okay, so this one's coming out of Long Beach uh, from the Signal uh, Tribune. Uh, title is, I'm Alive by a Miracle. Street Vendor Community Marches in Solidarity with... 
Elotero Bilifo Fernandez. Bilifo Fernandez. So this article um, talks about how there was this... uh, uh, street vendor, it says the march was supporting Fernandez, a street vendor who was assaulted and robbed by two individuals at gunpoint in the Washington neighborhood of Long Beach on Monday, June 29th. So apparently he was out there selling his, uh, his elotes and these two guys came up to him and robbed them and, at, 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 at gunpoint. Um, right. The and yeah, and, and you know these people don't have a, a lot of money on them. So I think yeah. The, yeah, the, the article says they stole maybe like 100 $200 and uh, took his phone, which is like what little he had, you know, right. they, they, they took it from it's, him. It's you pretty know, sad. I mean, yeah, these people work hard for a living and like, and like, yeah, again, they don't have a ton of money. It's not like robbing a bank or something, right? Right, right, so right. So to kind of do this and apparently beat up, pistol whip and rob him is pretty... It's pretty gruesome, It's pretty man. gruesome, yeah. Um, and there's even uh, video footage of that happening, right? Yeah, um, actually, do we have it here? Uh, well, uh, it's, 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 a, it's on a ring, right? Yeah, uh, it's from a, like a like a house, like a, someone's house uh, camera, it's a security system, right? Yeah, let me see if I can find the video. Um, do you have it? I have it here, actually. Yeah, uh, it's on the same article, though. Go down to. Oh, I think it's uh, no, it's this one uh, right here. Yeah, here it is. It's on Instagram, right? Oh, this one's on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter? Yeah, I think it's the same article, though. Uh... Go back to the last article and then go down uh, to underneath where the mm-hmm. image was at. Yeah, and then go down to yeah. Uh, it should be go up a little bit. Shit, mine mine has it right there. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it's I saw it before. I don't see it anymore. Yeah, we can play it like. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here oh, it is. There I got it, is. it. I got it. Hmm. So you, you can see that you can see right here the guy in the gray starts to uh, run, run, and the guy in the and then the, the then he runs back. See like the guy, yeah. the guy runs back. The, the guy in the gray is the one that has the gun. Yeah. Uh, see that? Here's some 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 lady walking by. You know she 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 like doesn't know what's going on, and then she sees the guy with the gun. So yeah, you know he, he beats him up. The guy in the black beats him up behind the car. Yeah. Uh, pretty brutally, and there's. Pictures of you know what happened afterwards right here. Um, so yeah, he he was just out there um, selling his his uh, elotes and you know he got he got beat up. So but that's not the main focus of this article. This article points out how uh, on July the second there was a, a big uh, crowd of people marched in solidarity uh, with him uh, in Long Beach. Now it's not clear what they were marching. Like, what was their uh, goal in that march, right? right. Are, are they protesting, say, like, the, how the police aren't... Aren't investigating or taking too long or something? I'm not sure. But this is, this is like, a huge, uh, like, well of support for him. I mean... Yeah. If every time a crime happened, people, like, started... Right, like, right, like, right, right. Things would get done fast, right? Because this, yeah. is, this is real pressure on people to do something, right? See, like, I wouldn't expect this to happen. Like, I feel like... Uh, most of the time when there's a crime, there's, you don't see like a big, you know, c- uh, community support behind them. And no, you know, people not marching like on the streets saying we want justice. And yeah, something about this really resonated with the community, right? I mean, this is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's because you got to feel, feel bad for him, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really good to see that, you know, support, um, yeah, the, the, the the support from the community, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
Yeah. yeah, and actually, there's also like, they set up a GoFundMe, right? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, they set up a GoFundMe. Um, let me pull it up. I think they raised a good amount already um, for this guy. Eighty-six thousand eight hundred seventy-one dollars raised of a six thousand dollar goal. Wow, wow, that's like over ten times. Yeah, what they were trying to get. That's incredible, right? So you know, hopefully this story could have a good ending. Yeah, right. Because yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it was bad that he got beat up, but just seeing support for the from the community. And just the in both financial and just showing up and being active, I think that, that that's overall a good thing, you know. Yeah. Um, hopefully they the, they find the people that did this and uh, yeah, justice yeah. is served, right? Yeah, it, it it would be so cool to see if you know every time something like this happened, the community steps up and right. and and says something about that, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it's important. I think it's important. Yeah. So they have not caught these uh, these, these two guys, and they um, they have a picture of the car here. Um, it's like a Mercedes, right? The old one? Yes, they say it is a tan-colored Mercedes-Benz Coupe. So here's the, the, the picture of the car. So if anyone knows, if you guys ever see this car, uh, report it to, to, uh, to the cops. So there are two suspects, uh, both black, about 20 to uh, 25 years of age, five about foot five six. foot six. Again, one with a black hoodie, one with a, with a, like a gray, uh, gray hoodie and gray pants. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, hopefully this this has a, a good ending to it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's about it for the for the episode, right? Yeah, not that's much. It. We don't have any more. Yeah, any more stuff. So some good stories this week. Um, definitely, definitely. Uh, the one of the highlights for me was the juveniles rampa- rampaging yeah. quote through Lakewood Mall. Yeah, I would <laughs> love to have more details yeah. on that. I really want to know what. How did two hundred high schoolers get together in a mall? And Rampage. And yeah, what was that about? Just to reiterate, if you have any information about this, please let please, us know. Please. We're, we're going to post a link to our email and stuff like that. I don't think we have quite have that set up we yet. We don't have like social media and email set up yet, but we're going to get that set up. Working on that. So that we can have more like I- interactions with you know the, uh, the people that listen. And so when we post the YouTube video, though, we will try to throw a link in there or put email yep. information and all that. So please let us know or just, just comment on our video, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for this week. Um. We'll post the the links for these in the yeah in the in the, in the video and yeah. Um. And yeah. Again, if if anybody has any news from different cities, uh, sometimes we find uh find it hard to find news from like smaller cities. Right. If you have any news, then again, just send it to our uh, our comment on our video. Send it to the email that we'll post. And uh, yeah, hopefully we should get all that social stuff set up by next episode. Yep. Uh, but yeah, let us know. We're interested in all the different cities in the gateway cities. Yep. All right. So um, and with that, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Yeah. See you guys next week. All right. All right. Read your local papers. Yes, please do. Peace.